Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Gather round the witch's bucket For it's another night of the chilling <laughs> podcast of Sabrina Again, I want to emphasize that it's called a cauldron what? No, it's a bucket No, a bucket is much smaller than a cauldron And usually not forged of the blackest iron but this is a little tin bucket, and we put our little eyes. Is on this is this going to be every episode? Yes. What? Who is this? <laughs> <laughs> this is my familiar, Pete. But I, I thought I was your. Fa- who's the familiar and who's the the witch? Oh, that's a good question. I maybe I'm the familiar. We're all too familiar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And as mentioned, you're listening to the Chilling Podcast of Sabrina, a recap podcast for Netflix. Netflix's Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. That's definitely not going to get confused by no, head at any no, point. No, 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 Chilling. Cool. We are going to be talking about the premiere episode of the show, which just dropped on Netflix, or if you're listening to this weeks later... Who cares? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> That's how life uh, is. <laughs> we had a preview episode that went up. Uh, just if you're curious, you can oh, hopefully at this point subscribe in all sorts of podcast feeds, specifically to Chilling Podcast of Sabrina. Or we also do a Riverdale podcast called Riverdale After Dark. We're going to be dropping some of these episodes there as well. Yeah. So, you know, subscribe everywhere. Like, tell your friends. Like, tell your friends. Yeah. But... We should jump into this. We should talk yeah. about this first episode first of app the show. Pilot. Really, the only setup we need to do is this is from Roberto Aguirre Sacasa, who is the creator of Riverdale. He also wrote a comic, Art by Robert Hack, that was published by Archie Comics. They only published eight issues of the comic. So you can actually jump right in. It's awesome. We love the comic. Great Fantastic. Comic. But other than that, you, we can jump right into it. Yeah. Uh, do we want to talk generally first about what you guys thought about the episode? How'd you feel about the premiere? Pete, you were pretty freaked out going in. Yeah, you you're, feel- you're generally scared of things. Yeah. Uh, well, that's a shitty thing to say. Well, uh, is it true, though? No. I don't like horror movies. And yeah. um, yes, this has some gore in it, but it's kind of like a... 
light gore. It's not like a intense. Like it's every once in a while. Like they do some scary stuff. It's but not it, like a horror movie where you're like, oh Jesus, the whole time. But I feel like the thing that scares you more is maybe the creepiness. There's yeah. a general creepiness. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I would like to say the the title sequence was very enjoyable. Yeah, a fun setup to kind of bring you into this world. I love that. I love them using the art from the Archie's comics and not just the Robert Hack art. There's some Francesco Francavia art in there, I think, as yeah. well. Uh, and they use the classic Archie art as well for the uh, based on the characters from Archie comics, which yeah. was super cute. Love it. Yeah, so that's very good. Uh, how'd you feel about the show, Justin? I think this is great. It has such a different feel from Riverdale. It feels like, uh, like an 80s movie, uh, both in the soundtrack and the way it's shot. They do this thing where they sort of blur the edges of the screen on either side. Either that or I'm going blind. No, no, no. <laughs> Particularly when they get into witchy or spell stuff, they vignette the frame yeah. uh, so well, that I it looks... Yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Really? I have poor eyesight. So. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I know. Glasses. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Coke bottles over here. Hey, fuck you guys. Uh, no, no, no. no I, like, I love Coke. Coke is one of the most popular drinks in the world. I wish my eyesight was bad enough that I could look through <laughs> Coke bottle bottoms. <laughs> By the yeah, way, for I'm those re- of you listening to the podcast, we should specify Pete literally has Coke bottles for glasses. Yeah, they full. <laughs> they're full of Coke. You can't see anything. No wonder. <laughs> but if you're thirsty. It's a great way to, you know, when you're thirsty, I just open the straw yeah. on the side and I can drink. So smart. Yeah. He really sees the world through Coke-colored glasses. I don't know why you guys aren't getting on board. <laughs> no, it's, it's really great. Uh, it's a great oh way to boy. live life. Fill them up. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the the way this show is shot is gorgeous. It was actually the same crew as Riverdale, which is interesting. They gave yeah. it a very different look. One of the things we talk about on a Riverdale podcast a lot is that the show doesn't get enough credit for how well it's shot. Yeah. But this even, totally different. I, the production design is so far beyond. Every frame is packed with so many details. The Spellman house is... Awesome so cool. and beautiful, and I want to live there. Uh, it's crazy. The town, even the hallway Wait, in the high school. Are you talking about the creepy house where she lives? Yeah. It's so cool. It's, it's very cool. It's like they've built everything like a haunted house, and I love right. that. And yeah. you want to live in a haunted house. I just want yeah. to sleep there overnight for a million dollars. That's ridiculous. <laughs> no, I, I agree. It's the I mean I don't know if it's a budget thing, but the Riverdale is so tight. You're always and you're focused on the characters, and there's so much happening that it's hard to do anything else. With this, it's much more expansive. You feel like mm-hmm. you're in a world. You're in this creepy town. It, it's set in the modern day, but it feels like the past in a cool way. Well, they set that up with the voiceover at the beginning of the episode where Which, Sabrina says, "Welcome to Greendale, the town where it's always Halloween." I yeah. mean, that's how Riverdale starts every episode is with the voiceover. So this was yeah. kind of like a familiar way to start. But unlike Riverdale, where Jughead's writing a shitty novel. She's just having a cool conversation. Oh, it's cool when she does it, but not when Jughead? Exactly. That's fucked up, man. Well, I did... I I like that setup because, to your point, it gives it this timeless feel. It sets up a town that kind of exists outside the real world, whether that's through magic or otherwise, so that they can have things that feel modern, but they can also have things that feel like the 50s and the 60s, 70s, greatest hits of the 80s and the 90s and today. And today. Well, that's the thing. I mean, it's all over the place where it's like... It's like, oh, it's in modern world. Nope, all the cars are old and, you know, like it's like a, I I don't, like the time period thing was a little swishy for me where it was like, I thought it was one time period and then another shot, it seemed more modern and then it was kind of all over. But again, I think that is part of the camp aesthetic that Agorascasa is building and has on Riverdale too, where it's like, yeah, it's kind of everything. It's whatever 
makes the most sense at any given moment. But I would argue that at least based on this episode, Sabrina makes more sense than Riverdale. Definitely. What? Almost anything makes more sense than Riverdale. (laughs) No, come on. There is a monster that turns into a cat. Like, Uh, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, uh, let's jump into the episode because I think what this episode does so nicely, and the reason I say it makes sense is they spend a lot of time very fluidly setting up the rules of the world. And what I love right from the beginning is we are thrown into the middle of things. We're thrown into the middle. Sabrina is going to have her 16th birthday on a blood moon, on a Halloween. She is going to have to join the Church of Night. Her dark baptism. Right, but it's not about her finding out she's a witch and exploring these powers like a lot of pilots would do. Instead, she's already a witch. Magic already exists in the world. There's already creepy things going on in Greendale. There's no inciting event, if anything, we are heading towards that exciting event. And I yeah. think that's a really interesting place to start. It yeah, that's, that's a great point. Uh, I agree. Like, her voiceover at the top is like, I'm a witch. Uh, this is crazy. Uh, we're seeing a movie. With, I'm seeing a movie with my friends. And yeah. then you just... Uh, Pete, you raised your hand. What's going on? Well, you're, you kind of just were like, yeah, this world makes sense. And uh, I'm really having a hard time wrapping around my head around that. In this world, witches exist. And then, like... Uh, but people act like witches don't exist in this world, and they act like they're not living in this weird, well, creepy like the, town. Yeah, the that's real the world. real world. Uh, well, okay, <laughs> sure, but also like on MTV, the MTV real world. Okay, so Sabrina's <laughs> a witch, and then like her favorite teacher all of a sudden puts her hair down and completely changes we'll how she talks. We'll there's wrong. no, oh, I don't, I'm not going to think about that at all. Like, what the fuck? What's the problem with th- changing your look? No, I. That's fine, but if that's your favorite teacher, and then like I understand, you can't take off your glasses because all the coke would spill out. (laughs) But sometimes people change what they look like. Yeah, that's true. But just think, if you're a witch, why aren't you suspicious of that? You could have coke contact lenses. (laughs) I don't know how to say that. (laughs) I thought you were going to say say cocktail. (laughs) Cocktail. Yeah, I do. You could have cocktail lenses. Like you know, a martini glass feels like it's the right shape. Sometimes I go one lens, uh, you know, rum. The other lens, coke. Pete's wasted. He can't see out of his rum eye. Oh my god, this has got so far out of control right from the very beginning. Uh, at the top of the show, as you mentioned, they're all seeing a movie. We very quickly meet a couple of different characters in Sabrina's life, or at least in her human life. Uh, we meet uh, Roz. I mm-hmm. think Roz is the name of the character. Yep. Uh, who's one of her friends? She's the one wearing Coke bottle glasses. Yeah. Uh, we also meet. I relate Susie. to her. Yeah. Susie, uh, another one of her friends, and we meet her boyfriend, Harvey Kinkle. Now, we speculated on the preview episode that Harvey Kinkle was going to out Archie Archie on Riverdale. Yes. Yep, he I did. think proven. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was ridiculous. I, yeah, he's so I, sweet, so stupid. I love him. He's I think very he's great. Uh, Wait, you hate Archie, but you love this guy? Uh, no, I don't hate Archie at all. You guys, all you do is make fun of how no. dumb Archie is. I love Archie. He's, it's like how you like a very stupid pet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But the thing is like a cat that eats its own shit. The thing that's working for me almost immediately about Harvey Kinkle is he is completely devoted to Sabrina. He is a puppy dog. Yeah. He's not stupid so much as he's sweet and naive. And yeah. Ross Lynch, who's playing him, is channeling that perfectly. I was surprised he wasn't a football player. Um and mm. like they did the, the all American. I don't I don't think so because in the episode we the football players are sort of the bullies of the school. So it right. makes Which sense. Which is why. normal. 
You know, that's yep. a normal role for football players to be. Yeah, they're so aggressive. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so you're saying in the comic, he was in the comic, he's a, yeah. he's like sort of the Letterman jacket uh, classic. Uh, I do wonder if they did that to separate him from Archie a little bit. Yeah. To make him kind of a different character because there is. Even though Netflix is going to have a different audience than the CW, there is going to be a crossover audience from Riverdale to Sabrina. So I imagine they wanted to make them as different as possible. Yeah. Uh, And then the other character that we meet is Miss Wardwell, played by Michelle Gomez. Now, if you ever watch Doctor Who, she was one of the villains of Doctor Who. She's also a Brooklyn resident. See her around uh, every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We should do a fun, like, witch thing with her. Like, we hunt her? Yeah, we can hunt her. What? Hunt her. She, you know, she reminded me of when I first saw her is, uh, you ever seen the movie Willow? Yeah. Yeah. Bav Morda, the, uh, oh, sure. with the witch villain of Willow. Uh, yeah. She sort of has a similar look. I think. Wow. That's uh, and she's introduced as kind of the nerdy. What? what? No, she's mean? playing a witch. Yeah, but the, she is so evil in that movie. I know. It's great. I yeah. love Willow. One I thing know. I will mention, <laughs> love uh, I went to the New York Comic Con panel for Humble Brag over here. <laughs> it's a, you can buy a ticket to Comic-Con and go. This is not like a secret thing. That okay, I Mr. Through. Big Deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, guys, I was at a big panel. I mean, I had, a pre- I had a press pass, but it's not a big deal. Yeah, it seems really like you're making a big, big deal. deal. I mean, I was backstage and hung out with the cast, and it's not a big deal. Well, nice. I didn't do that. Uh, but they did mention, uh, Roberto Agrasicasa again said about... Michelle Gomez's audition that it was one of the best auditions he's ever seen in his life because she came in with her hair done up like Miss Wardwell and they were like "Uh, I don't know if you're right for this character and then she took a pin out of her hair and shook it down and it just turned into the character that she eventually becomes in the episode that whole hair changing thing was a bit much that was a a lot well I think that's great though like I think that's sort of the arch Again, very campy elements of the show that work very nicely. Yeah, should we get, get into it right there? Because that's yeah. the, so we we meet. You uh, guys Ms. keep saying like, "Oh yeah, the show makes complete sense," and then describe things that make no sense but whatsoever. It, it does make sense within the context of the show. So Miss Wardwell, she's uh, this buttoned-up teacher who Sabrina's like, "Come, we hang out at this bookstore, which is like a chocolate shop but different a little bit." Uh, <laughs> I it, love that place. That place looks cool. Yeah. Oh, it's great. I'd love to hang out there. I don't know. I, we're again getting sidetracked, but uh, kick. In the movie Kick-Ass, they have that comic book shop that's also a diner slash soda shop. Same sort of thing with Cerebus Books. I love it. I would love to hang out at a place like that. A bookstore that serves coffee? Good luck finding that. <laughs> uh, so she's uh, she's like, I have to go home. On her way home, she um, is listening to some CCR, just yeah. rocking out. Just rocking Bad out Moon as, Rising. as you know, button-up teachers do. And she almost hits uh, a girl in the street. Who um, I thought was a zombie when I first saw her. I think that was because they were seeing Night of the Living Dead. Right. I think that was the And the also because I think maybe she was a zombie. That either one could be true, guys. In in the comic, if I remember correctly, it's been a little while since I read it, but uh, Madam Satan, who's the character, does she's dead. She crawls out of a grave and has a very similar scene in the book. Yeah. So to your point, yeah, basically a zombie. Uh, but that's at that point she's not a witch lady yet, right? She's just a normal teacher. We don't know. Oh, her? Yeah. Yes. Miss Wardwell. Yeah. yeah. Miss yeah. Wardwell is just a normal teacher. Okay. But what happens is, to jump ahead a scene, the zombie slash witch girl who crawled out of hell uh, goes back to Miss Wardwell's house. They have a little bit of a conversation. The girl reveals she knows a lot about witches because she's a witch, puts on a spooky demon voice. 
uh, telekinetically controls some scissors, stabs Miss Wardwell in the neck, and using a blood spell, transfers her essence over to Miss Wardwell to become Madame Satan, who seems at this point to be the villain of the series. And then takes her hair down. Yeah. Yeah, and she takes her hair down. You're really hung up on that. You... You guys, the, nothing about that sentence made sense. Like, oh yeah, this is this is what happened. I, Someone I crawled out of a grave. I literally just essence, walked you through it. Right, I know, but you were just the fact that you're like, yeah, the show makes total sense. Everything that happens, I'm like, so, what the what, fuck? Let me ask you, what show makes sense? <laughs> <laughs> like a documentary of someone just like recording a podcast? Like, I get that show. Uh, I get that show. So this is. But uh, you guys are just so familiar with this world where familiar. every step, I'm like, what? 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 And then they do the scene where Sabrina walks into her house, which is an insane house. Then there's a whole family living in her kitchen, which we're like, wait, what? <laughs> Who are these people? Okay. What is going on? At like, this point, I want to take a little a little side trip. Have you ever lived in a house with a family? Yeah. Yes. Sometimes they're in the same room, but they don't all live there. Like, they don't all sleep and live in the kitchen. Yeah. What, yeah but, okay. But, all right. Here, I think I know what the problem is. I think I know what the problem is. So, Pete... You, you, Pete, right. are living your life linearly. Everything that happens to you happens to you and you're experiencing it. But I, is it confusing to you when you don't see me and Justin and then we show up later and you're like, what the fuck is this? This makes no sense. Yeah. No. What because I'm saying uh, is... what I'll explain is that we're also living our lives literally <laughs> and things happen to us when you're not there. Oh, it's yeah, funny you say that, that because sense. I'm actually just a character in Pete's life. <laughs> okay. When Pete leaves, I shut down. <laughs> <laughs> just, no, but uh, what I'm saying is... I wasn't ready for that because I thought, okay, here's this blonde lady... She must have a family in her house, but when she walks into her house, it's a bunch of ants, some other dude. Uh, <laughs> like I'm like, who? You know what I mean? Like it does. I wasn't ready for, uh, like okay, and then revealed her parents were dead and stuff like that. But like, here's what I like. What I like is we've done a bunch of TV podcasts <laughs> at this point, and on every dip. Different P- TV podcast, you have a different insane problem <laughs> yeah, with the show. Exactly. Like it's a very specific insane problem. problem that completely hooks you up and stops you from understanding or getting into the show. And let me be out. honest, this is maybe the weirdest one. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what? what's this family? <laughs> I can appreciate the fact that it's a family. But you guys keep saying the word normal, but nothing about the show is normal. Well, that's like the- what I think. Okay. She's a normal kid living in a haunted house. Okay, fine. No, it turns out that's not true. We're not saying normal. We're saying the rules of the show are set up over the course of the pilot episode, which is the thing that first episodes of a TV show do. And in the rules of the world, everything seems to follow. If you apply it to the real world, does it make sense? No, because magic doesn't exist. But this is a television show. Also, I should mention, because I feel like this is going to be a problem any second now, when they're on one scene and then that scene stops and then they're in a different place. That's how film works. Uh, yeah. yeah, I, I know editing. all this asshole. I'm just saying you started this premise by being like, yeah, it's a normal setup of a thing. And I just like, I'm having a hard time. Fo- you guys are more familiar with who Sabrina really? is, how she interacts with this world that she lives in. Me coming from the outside, none of this shit makes sense. And it's a lot to process. Like, okay, this girl knows fucking magic. She's lying to her boyfriend. Her parents are dead. She's a half-breed. She, like, doesn't have to tell her friends about her secret life. Like, there's a lot to... 
It's a lot to process sorry, in the first sorry, episode. Can I just mention that we're 18 minutes into this podcast <laughs> we talked about two scenes? <laughs> and Pete's like, whoa, what are we doing here? <laughs> can we, why don't we start walking through the yeah, plot let's, a little and bit? Let's, let's find out what... Let's accept the fact that you think the show makes no sense. That's fine. I, I get that perspective yeah. and just kind of move on and talk about it. Does that sound all right? Sure. That's great. And okay. I remember on this show, like, cars run on gasoline. <laughs> what else do we cover for Pete? Uh, when... Uh, People drink water sometimes. Yeah. Oh, there's a breakfast scene. That's one of the three meals and that people usually eat the first one a lot of times. Fuck time. you, guys. Uh, so let's get into it. Um, so uh, after um, Madam Satan takes over the teacher's body, uh, we cut and lets to her hair down. Lets her hair down, which really blew everyone's mind, obviously. <laughs> uh, Sabrina wakes up scared, and a bat flies in her window. Right. Yeah. Which, oh, well, we should take a step back and talk about Harvey walking uh, yes. Sabrina home, because that's a super cute scene. Very cute. Um, and again, in terms of efficiency, I think what this does very nicely is it sets up the Harvey-Sabrina relationship. Mm-hmm. They go into the house, and she immediately magics on the radio and dances to it. Yeah. Again, very cute, very adorable, uh, like campy, happy, 1950s, yeah. 1960s type thing. But it's such a nice, efficient way of setting up that Sabrina is a witch, and she has powers even beyond her voiceover, which yep. I think is great. And then she's in conflict with her world of Harvey and yep. being in high school. And yeah, all exactly. And uh, real quick, we've talked about Harvey. How do you feel about Sabrina at this point? Uh, great. I mean, I was a huge fan of uh, Mad Men, mm-hmm. and to see um, uh, her, uh, Kiernan Chipka, yeah. I think is that her name? Um, at first I was like, oh, she's just like Sally Draper, and then pretty quickly I was like, oh no, this is feels very different, and I think she does a great job. Yeah, I... I'm a little 50-50 on her in this episode, I think. Like, uh, there's stuff that I really like, but she she seems like she is out of the Sabrina comics. Like, not even Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, but she's kind of the earnest, oh, gee willikers Sabrina, Mm -hmm. which doesn't match what some of the rest of the cast is doing. Right. I I think. Sometimes it works for me, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, Generally, I'm enjoying her, but there are definitely other people on the cast I'm enjoying more in this first episode. Yeah, I agree, because there's something about her that's like, very naive, but then also so smart and complex with what's happening in her world. So it's like, it seems to not gel sometimes. I feel like some uh, scenes were getting kind of almost a different character. Yeah. Uh, but in general, like much more on the side of positive. But yes. she needs to be the person that is the center of this, that everything's revolving around. And, and I don't feel like I'm quite there yet with this episode. And I do think it is a slightly different take. Uh, Sabrina from the com- the most recent comic and the comics in general has a little bit more of a sort of mischief uh, in her eye kind of a thing yeah. going on. And uh, Kieran Shipka doesn't have that. And she's mm-hmm. definitely more of the Harvey-style naive. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's fine. I think that works. Um, it, it You miss the sparkle, though. In the end. I, yeah, that's I think- fair. After the movie, I think that's where I thought she was going to be the whole episode, where she's into gore, she's into this stuff, and she really has, like, a passion for all the specifics of her kind of, like, world and the... And the well, another that thing it. that's interesting is the comic is fucking dark. Like, yeah. it is steeped down into darkness and gore and blood and upsetting imagery, and this across the board with the characters seems to have whittled off the edges. Like, they're still talking about death. They're still talking about killing people. But it's kind of in a cheekier, more fun way. And I think that makes sense for a TV show because you want to spend time with these people. And if they're just um, remorseless murderers, that's not going to suck you into the show. That's true. 
Right. Although, uh, so bat, bat flies in the window. Yep. Dead parents. Is she Batman? Uh, I'd say yes. Also, like, she takes the bat as her symbol of vengeance. Right, Pete. <laughs> right, Pete. Yeah. I mean, she kills the bat. And yeah. when you saw the bat flying, where you're like, "Oh man, that hair going down was crazy," but I get this bat shit. No, I was like, why isn't everybody worried about this bat turning into a vampire? I kept waiting for <laughs> it to like turn into a vampire. Uh-huh. I was like, if riches are real, then vampires are real. Why doesn't nobody think that that's going to happen? Man, hmm. your uh-huh. brain works weird. <laughs> you guys didn't. You just thought, oh, bad. No, at no point did I think it was a vampire. Yeah. Uh, you guys did take exception to her slamming down the book and then the date coming up. What was that about? You have a problem with them establishing what the date is on screen? Well, I was laughing because it says October 28th of this year. Right. Yeah. Which is sort of like, what that's, year? Yeah. That's, that's not that's, how, that's that's not how point. calendars That's work. the point. Is it supposed to be whatever year you're what watching I'm this? watching this three years from now? Well, it's like... For the, the first fir- time. It's like, that's the point. Is It's supposed to be timeless. It's supposed to feel timeless. That's why they're saying that. It's like the first X-Men movie when they say, in the near future. Oh, that's so smart. I was just And there's still... nothing about that movie that feels it all day. <laughs> nope. Um... I was just more reacting to the fact it took forever to kill that bat. I was worried it was going to turn into a vampire. Can I just mention my favorite scene in the original X-Men is when they're all downloading stuff on Napster. That was pretty cool. Yeah, and once again, timeless. In the near future, we're going to go back to Napster. (laughs) I think so. Uh, So we, uh, after we find out the year, or not really technically, I guess, uh, we meet um, this family that drove Pete crazy. Uh, We have uh, Zelda and Wilda, the witches, and Uh, Ambrose. Or Hilda, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so Zelda is played by Miranda Otto. She is uh, delightfully arch and dismissive. Uh, uh, so I was, she's uh, Eowyn from The Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And yeah. she was also played um, Nina Locke in the Lock and Key pilot. Oh, oh, wait. The, the, the first original. one, the yeah. original one, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. She is fantastic. Yeah. She's great. Uh, Lucy Davis plays Hilda. Also, also delightful. Yeah. 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 From the uh, British um, office. I love I, the ants. So another interesting little detail from this Comic Con panel. Um, Chance Perdomo, oh, shut up. Here I was in get. a place and yeah, I learned some things it, and I'm I sharing it, it on the podcast. It. You go to important things. You do I, Again, I don't want to get it. What time okay. is your limousine? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Take like off a, the white gloves and t- <laughs> shake our hands. I. This is how I'm comfortable. This is who I am. Big time. This is how I... Pete wears Coke bottles for glasses. I dress in a tux for our podcast. I don't see why there's a big deal. Can I have some of your caviar? (laughs) Chance Perdomo, who plays Ambrose on the show, again, giving a very, like, more nuanced, less asshole, horrible person vibe than in the comic. Uh, But the interesting detail was he originally auditioned to play Jughead on Riverdale. Whoa. And they loved him so much, they were like, oh, you're not quite right. For Jughead, but when they were casting for Ambrose, Roberto Guerrero tweaked the character from the comics so that they could get Chance Perdomo on the That's show. That's fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here, I, he's fantastic. He reminds me of the movie Serenity, uh, Chibatel Ejiofor, uh, his, mm-hmm. the character he plays. Yeah. Very much. Sort of in yeah, the same Yeah, his delivery accent. is very similar. Yeah. And this v- same vibe, sort of a very confident uh, person who I believes did, in their I shit. I see what you're talking about. Serenity? Yeah. You've never seen Ser- Serenity? No. Firefly? Really? No. Oh man! What? Great. Even if you don't didn't watch Firefly, great movie. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, what I like about his performance as Ambrose is I feel 
almost beyond anybody else. He is perfectly nailing the tone of the show. That he has that darkness, he has that edge, he has that spark that you were talking about yeah. with Sabrina uh, is kind of missing sometimes, um, where he's enjoying himself, but at the same time, he still has a very classic, simple, very earnest feel. Like, be underneath the darkness that he's portraying, there is clearly a caring and niceness going on at the same time. Yeah. And it's a very interesting character. He's Sabrina's cousin. He is trapped in the house for yeah. some reason. We don't know why. Years. 75 years he's been there. Uh, also, oh, Pete died. Sorry. <laughs> we'll bring him back in a couple of minutes. Pete's been cursed. Uh, the, we should also establish they work at the Spellman Mortuary all together. Uh, Zelda Super Hilda. creepy reveal, by yeah. the way. Uh, Zelda and Hilda run the mortuary. They Ambrose. drink people's blood, apparently. That's cool. Yeah, it That's is, normal. It, uh, you were asking about vampires. Mm-hmm. They drink people's blood. That's what vampires they use it do. For spells, it's like uh, it's just like olive they, oil. Too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah sure. Ooh, do you think instead of Batman, she's going to become Spellman? Oh, that's a fun idea. What a great name! Yeah. If only that worked out somehow. Spell woman. Ooh, dog. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, so then we uh, they have a, we meet Ambrose in the cemetery. She buries Sabrina buries the bat um, as you the, do the family cemetery, I guess. Right, because there's a the lot of pet cemetery. A little Ooh. nod to Stephen King. There. I don't think that's what that okay. was, but right. uh, then uh, she Sabrina has to find uh, her familiar uh, and ahead of her dark baptism. So she goes in the woods, rings a bell, and Su- waits. Super creepy, just to invite whatever creature from the yeah. woods. Also, I really like the exchange that led up to that. So for as you were saying, for a dark baptism, everybody has to choose. Is a familiar, uh, and Zelda has a thing where she's talking about there's a cute little hedgehog, and yeah, they yeah. have this whole book of cards showing off the familiars. I like the detail that the witches in this show are almost an institutionalized thing. Like, they, yeah. it's not this weird, wild magic, it's they've figured out how to do it. Yeah. Um, and that plays through with the interaction with Hilda and Zelda and Sabrina as well, where Everything in this world, in this dark world, is treated and talked about very normally. Yeah, they're, they're steeped in it. They're living yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what would you guys a little have? too be? casual for me. Too oh, casual. Yeah, what would, would your really familiar out. be? Yeah, what would your familiar be? <sighs> Probably, uh, I'd say a tiny pig. I would love a, a tiny, tiny pig. pig. Not a long pig? No, <laughs> not a long pig. Pete found out what long pig was yeah, this uh, episode. And I was really upset that both of you knew what it was. Yeah, no, I yeah. go to a, there's a great long pig restaurant I know about. In that Park, means in you Oberlin. eat human. No. Is it? Yeah. A lot of times the, I'll go in there and the peer, person I'm with ends up going missing. <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> you're bringing people for them to murder them. Yeah, they pay me in great long pig. What do oh. you think uh, you're familiar would be? Um, that's tough. It, would, it might be a, a puma. Oh, I, or, was so, I was just thinking puma. Yeah, puma or a turtle. <laughs> Wait, be easy why? to carry around the turtle. Yeah, I think so. Having a puma in your house would probably not be great. Oh, that would be. You the live best. in a small apartment. For yeah, that. plenty of room for a puma. Really, <laughs> dude? If you're gonna be uh, friends with a puma, you got to be close friends. That's how it works. Um, you can't try uh, to keep a puma at a distance. You got to be tight <laughs> with the puma. Yeah, there's a there's a motivational poster if I've ever heard one. Got to be tight with your puma. Yeah, uh, hang in there, and it's a what puma living with you. Um, a uh, an ankylosaurus, obviously, <laughs> would be cool. Just like a turtle dinosaur, right? <laughs> uh, or uh, something small, mosquito. 
What? Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> and then you get they get the blood for you. Oh, that's so gross. <laughs> take them all day just to get a little blood for you to be able to use. Here yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah, just so annoying. Hey, mosquito, like, fill this cup with blood. Yeah. I we need could probably it. jump ahead and talk about the other Salem scene, though. So later yeah. on, uh, Sabrina does find some claw marks on her window. She which comes. She ignores. Which no, is cool. she doesn't. She says, "Oh, what now?" That's yeah. the opposite of ignoring it. Yeah. And then Casually there's a goblin. In the back behind her, changing what are you? What do you call those? Barrier? Yeah, changing. I thought it was a closet door. <laughs> I think it was a closet door. Oh, all right, whichever. <laughs> I call that a changing barrier. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this is the only time we get to hear Salem talk. The goblin turns into Salem. Very cute black cat. Yep. Love the character, but Which unlike she's Sabrina, the teenager, ignores that. She yeah, well, ignores uh, the fact that this demon turns into a cat. But and that's she's again, that's she doesn't ignore it. She is watching it happening. That is the opposite of ignoring it. She is scared of the goblin, and then the goblin turns into the cat, and, and she says, she's like, oh, well, that'll be my familiar, because that doesn't seem dangerous at all, and totally normal in this witch world that it, I live in. It yes, is normal. that is exactly okay, correct. Cool, 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 cool. Oh, my God. Uh, like okay. If- if you were to show someone who had never seen the television before, they'd be like, pizza witch, pizza witch. But you're like normally watching it like we just watched Sabrina. <laughs> what? Think about it. Uh, yes, yeah, so she has uh, Salem. And to, you were saying he doesn't talk in the way that the cat on Sabrina the Teenage Witch talked. Right. Which, which is great. Uh, really? So I think oh, having I that cat know. talk would be annoying. I don't know. I feel like they could make a... Well, if anything, I feel like it would take Ambrose, a very campy turn. Like they would have to turn up the camp if it was like Ambrose is the Salem of this show. Yeah, the sassy, sassy bitch. Yeah, <laughs> what okay. did you just do? Um, so uh, <laughs> the look in your face right now yeah, after sparkle in your eyes is just like uh, it's too much to handle. While while Sabrina's uh, waiting for her familiar to show up, um, three witches find her in the woods, uh, and they are mean girls. Yes, yeah. they're Straight. they're the Cheryl of the show. Yeah, they're not quite as fun. They're a little more. Yeah, serious. Don't know. It's uh, Prudence. Dorcas and somebody else. That's all I remember. But uh, Prudence is the lead of the Mean Girls. They go to the school for the Unseen Eye, I think it was called, something like that. Unseen Arts. Unseen Arts, uh, which is what Sabrina is supposed to go to after she has her dark baptism. She's supposed to go to this Hogwarts for witches uh, and never be seen by the human world again. Yeah. Uh, so these three characters, the Weird Sisters, approach her and curse her, which yeah. doesn't seem to... Too much. It gives her a bloody lip. Right. And th- later we find out that maybe she has to light some candles and stuff. Right. And but we don't really know bad. what it does. But <laughs> again, I know we keep hitting on this point, but I like the fact that it's kind of just part of this world that yeah. she gets cursed and she's like, I got cursed. Yeah, and she stood there and when she was just like letting them like circle her and be what like, What are you going to do? Run away so you don't get cursed. You can't run away from a curse. She In can. this witch world, Cursing somebody again is part of the tapestry. That it's not like this is the end of everything. It's just this is an annoying thing that happens. You get cursed six times on your way to work. Oh, man. So she runs into school, uh, immediately washes herself off, and comes on Susie, who has been beaten up. Now, we should mention that Susie is played by a non-binary actor in the span of the show. I don't think they've exactly established it, but I believe Susie is trans. Mm. Uh, in the They re- don't mention it, but it, uh, it yeah, feels like we're headed that way. Right. Uh, so getting beat up by the football players. Sabrina gets incensed about that, goes to talk to the principal, who is... Falky. 
uh, Balky Bartokamas playing the same character from Perfect Strangers. It's Strange. crazy that they no. were able to pull that off. Yeah. Really How they get the rights? That we had such an amazing character, then had to play this awful person. Which the was amazing real. character you're talking about is Balky. Balky, yeah. Seeing Balky be the bad guy was fucking heartbreaking. Uh, I and not only just the bad guy, but this person who is not listening to this person. I think it's know. fucked up in Perfect Strangers. They didn't get an actual. Meepo's resident to play that character. Yeah. No, it's rude. I think yeah. today you wouldn't be able to do that. Back in the 80s, like things were a little freer willing. Exactly. Yeah. You yeah. just do a funny accent. But uh, it is cool how incensed Sabrina gets about this. Well, here's about another this. thing. Did you know on Family Matters they weren't an actual family? What? Pete? Yeah. That must have blown your right? mind. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I, I Should have been called It was cool that matter. in this <laughs> world of like witchery and stuff, they are making uh, some nice political comments and talking about how it's important to stand up to bullying and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so, so they go to the principal. The principal immediately is like, nope, Susie should go to another school. Yeah, uh, and is. they're like, we're not going to have this. So to, to follow that plot line, because it's pretty straightforward, Yeah. Uh, Sabrina gets upset. She tries to figure out what to do. Uh, Miss Wardwell, who's now Madam Satan, tells her that the principal, Principal Balky, is scared of spiders. And she goes back with Ambrose. They use Hilda's familiars, who are spiders, to curse the principal. He gets covered in spiders. Too Pete, overkill. It's so many, many spiders. spiders. One uh, spider would have Now, been let me ask you a question. Do you think he's going to turn out to be Spider-Man? Oh, that's no. a great point. That yeah. I was just worried he was going to jump out the window. Mm-hmm. You know, in fear of all the spiders all over the place. Well, it's interesting, though. So we've already established that Sabrina is going to turn out to be Batman, and we've established that Principal Balky is going to turn out to be Spider-Man. Do you think we're headed towards, like, an epic crossover type thing here? Yeah. Uh, the, the Amalgam universe. Yeah, 100%. Definitely. So he gets covered in spiders, takes the day off of school, so they push he through. He takes a day. He takes a personal day. It's understandable. Yeah. If I was Spider covered day. in spiders, I'd take a... Day. Hey, I'm covering spiders. I'm going to be uh, late. I need to take a day. <laughs> I need to take a day. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Principal. You're out of personal days this year, so you yeah. can't. Yeah. No more spider days. All right. You're covered in spiders again? Come on, dude. Go Get your to life th- together. Yeah, it's the yeah. third time that's happened to you. I'm going to use that excuse at work, I think. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, can't come in. Covered in spiders. <laughs> so uh, that gives them enough chance to push through their club, which they call Wicca Women in something, something, something. Doesn't matter. Culture. Yeah, sure. Why not? So Whatever it was. great. Though I'm glad that she was like, before I leave, I have to protect women. I thought that was a really awesome thing. Yeah, it's great. And I almost have a feeling she might not leave. What? Whoa. All right. So that's that plot line done. Yeah. Shall we jump back? Yeah, let's jump back uh, to uh, her mind wiping her boyfriend. Can we talk about that? So, uh, yes. So, Harvey, they're on a lovely walk. And uh, she comes clean to say that she is leaving the school. Because he's like, he's straight up calling her out on the fact that, like, you can't say to your friends, like, hey, I'm going to do this thing that I can't talk about. And it is just, you know, super secret. For her Sweet 16. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, he wants to hang out with her on her Sweet 16. She's like, I have to do this thing with my aunts. And then she says, I'm going to go to a school in Connecticut. Obviously, Connecticut's the worst state. Uh, she Wait. can't name the school. Just uh, randomly throwing Connecticut underneath the bus the right now? The nutmeg state? Yeah, that state. That state's no good. <laughs> really? Yeah. If you can take Taking that, a hard stance like Connecticut. I don't know about that. You can that. take I, that charter oak and shove it right I, up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Connecticut, if anything, to me, is like, it's just there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> As a state. Yeah, it's there ruining all the other states around. Wow. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Come on, guys. The Yukon Huskies? Come on. Oh, the worst. Oh. It's like the non-frosted mini-wheats of states. 
<laughs> no, there are way more boring states. Connecticut's actively bad. Really? Yeah, you've driven through it. It's fine. No. <laughs> Not Wait, even what close. state is worse? What state is worse? Yeah, what state's worse than Connecticut? I'm saying no state is worse than Connecticut. <laughs> oh my god, there are plenty more boring states. Delaware, what? that's a, that's a <laughs> Delaware that's a has biscuit. a water gap, right? Yeah, that's, that's also a, no what that's a feature. That's pretty sweet. Also, the Delaware water gap isn't really even in Delaware. It's between <laughs> New York and New Jersey. The Delaware River Valley is this, nice. That's the Delaware River. Yeah, that's yeah. also not Delaware. Is where that ends. The Delaware River is a lovely. I'm sorry, place. Yeah. Delaware is part of one of the best state-based jokes in the world. What? What a Delaware! Her New Jersey. <laughs> That's not a joke. <laughs> also, I like. Oh when man, people Alex say is the Delaware. Connecticut of this podcast. Oh man. Um, Anyways, anyway, so as I was on saying, you, that means I'm just fine. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, take that compliment to the bank. So um, she can't name the school. Uh, she eventually takes Harvey to the place where she was born in the woods. Right. And um, comes clean. She comes clean. Tells tells uh, him everything. And I, then I doesn't like... give him a chance to actually process it and just panics and mind wipes him. Well, so she's like, oh, you know how there's uh, bat mitzvahs and quinceañeras? <laughs> I do that, but for which? Yeah. <laughs> I'm I was witch. like, I like that scene a lot. I Me know, too. I know. That now, seemed to I haven't you been to a, a, a bar mitzvah. Is that is is a similar to uh, the witchcraft? At thirteen, I got bar mitzvah. And we mm-hmm. called it my dark baptism. <laughs> <laughs> Do you now hail Satan? Is that now your deal? No, no, I always hailed Satan. Oh, That's okay, a great right, point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, haven't you heard about Jews eating Christian babies? <laughs> oh, man, we call no. it long pig. <laughs> oh! Just bringing it all together. Oh, man, that's so gross. Yes, uh, but I like the scene. I thought this, the way this was treated was very good because it does underline, it, it sets up right away. It doesn't build up like, ooh, Sabrina's holding this secret for the whole series. Right. She immediately blurts it out, and it doesn't work. So yeah. she uses also, witchcraft to reverse it. says it. how much she loves uh, Harvey, yeah. how much she cares about him, that she's... She, he's like, don't lie to me. And he's, and she's like, you're right. I shouldn't lie to you. Yeah. And she comes clean. But I just wish if she, she would have given him a couple of minutes to really process it, he might have been all right with it. Well, I think you're right. And I do think, if I know anything about TV shows, this is probably going to come back to bite her at some point. Yeah. Um, generally, when you do these sort of mind wipe spells, those things start to creep out during moments of stress. And oh, if man. he remembers that Sabrina mind wiped him, that's going to be pretty bad for her. Yeah. He's going to be probably even a little bit mad about that. Yeah. yeah. Once maybe, I maybe figure out you guys mind wipe me, I'm going to be really pissed. You'll never figure it out. All yeah. right. Well, we, we, we mind, yeah. mind wipe. <laughs> oh, I like how Pete fell asleep. What are, we, what are we talking about something? Yeah. Uh, why are we in the woods? <laughs> <laughs> You're, how did we get here? You were born here. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. You're, you were born here. You were oh, born I was here. born similar to Wolverine. Uh, what? what? Uh, so, born in the woods. Uh, f- so she fixes, she fixes Harvey's brain, leaves, and is feeling sad because she doesn't know what to do still. Right. Goes home, finds out that she uh, has a blood curse on her from the Weird Sisters. Right, yeah. got a crack an egg. Got a crack an egg. Uh, there, uh, Hilda's like, hey, take a bath. And she does and has a, uh, a horrifying vision. Which you guys were very chill about. Like you, it act, you acted like every time you took a bath, you have this insane dream. Well, your problem was her falling asleep in the bath. In the water. You can't. Right. If you fall asleep w- underwater, it means you're going to drown so, and to die. To be clear, this is uh, recapping that something happened while we were watching the episode. But we're, so Sabrina falls asleep in the bath, has a vision, Underwater. has a vision of the woods where her parents are there. She's running around to the woods naked, screaming and chasing after them, finds two babies there, one of them with cloven hooves and wakes up. 
Pete's problem was that she fell asleep in the bath. Well, under yeah. the water, like she could have drowned. That's sure. I would sure. also think that there's a lot of other things that are stressing her out besides the water. Right. Huh. Like the other baby with the cloven hooves. Yeah, now, remember the baby with the, the goat Do you legs? think she's one of the babies and then that was like her brother or well, something? That's what I think is super interesting. That's what I think they're definitely teasing here is that Sabrina is not the only baby that her children have. That's yes. what I took away from that. That her parents had, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a, yes, uh, parents, uh, not children. Yeah, children, I said that weird. children don't have babies. <laughs> not usually. I mean, eventually, sometimes they do. Oh, like, that's true. Babies have babies. Yeah, uh, yeah I feel like there's, we're going to meet a little goat, a little goat brother, yeah. sister. Or goat maybe man. that was the dude in the tree. So uh, let's we'll keep going. <laughs> um, she, uh, she's wavering. She talks to her family about how she doesn't know if she wants to write her name. Which the... was a big mistake. Yeah. Then Can they... I actually mention something like real world, just talking about the bar mitzvah thing? Watching this episode reminded me that I think a week before my bar mitzvah, I did the same thing that Sabrina did. So that actually felt very true to me, hmm. where I suddenly decided, I was like, this is too much. I don't know why I'm getting bar mitzvahed. I don't know why I'm doing this. I feel like you want me to do this, and I need some sort of explanation of what I'm doing, what this ritual means. Oh, wow. So I, I imagine that, I, A, I wasn't the only person that went through that, and, yeah. B, that is a real thing that they were channeling for that writing. So that actually felt very true to me, that, like, particularly when you have a big event coming up, there's a sense of this pressure on you to deliver that you don't want to take that extra step, that are yeah. you doing it for somebody else or are you actually doing it for yeah, yourself? Yeah, I mean, when Rites she confronts passage. her family... They were like, "You're this is what your parents wanted, you know." And they're pushing their kind of religious beliefs on her, and she's like, "I don't know." Like you're asking me to leave the, everything I know and like. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I've never been through a rite of passage like that, so I'm, I'm technically still a boy. Ooh, Ooh, we should bar mitzvah for you on yeah. this podcast. Oh, that would be fun. Great. Uh, stay tuned next episode when Justin will be studying his haftorah. Ha <laughs> What's that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> So um, Ambrose, uh, to help her make this choice, Ambrose recommends that she goes to the, an orchard and gets called the Melamalus, I believe. Um, goes to the oldest Malo, tree. Malamalus. Malamalus. Sounded delicious, whatever it was. Yeah. They throw the word delicious around a lot. In this show. <laughs> uh, delicious do. is how they talk about yeah. everything. Yeah, I love that. Like, that's very uh, The Veach or whatever that movie is called, The Witch. I think it's just Witch. It's the witch, but the W is spelled with two uppercase Vs. I think that's just a cool gimmick. Yeah, I don't think you're supposed to know. say. I'm going to call the it the Vich. Vavavich. The Vavavich, uh, where the, doesn't the goat say, "Dost thou want to live deliciously?" So yeah. that feels like a very satanic thing to me. And delicious. It's such a weird word. Delicious. I like yeah, it. What's I like Stop it. saying that. Delicious, Pete. You look delicious. Uh, she uh, Ambrose says, go to the oldest tree in the orchard, um, take a bite from the apple, and you will um, learn, you'll take all the knowledge uh, from that or, apple. Or, he said, or it will be like this horrible thing if there's a worm in it. Yeah, don't get a worm in it. That's good advice for any apple eater. Yeah. Uh, so then we go to the most ridiculous orchard in the world. All well, right. Some other stuff happens in between. We'll discover it quickly. Um, they... Uh, at school, they're in school, which has a fireplace. I feel like Roberta Aguirre Sacasa doesn't know what, what schools, schools are. Because <laughs> sure. they're like, it's the same thing with the Cobbid Room in Riverdale yeah. High, where it's just like, what? It, what? Yeah. Uh, we hear some Donovan, which is uh, Hurdy Gurdy Man, the same song that's in the movie Zodiac, uh, which I thought was cool because I like that movie. Um, Ambrose is checking out a body, find a witch's mark. Um, yes. Which is makes him think that there's a witch hunter hunting witches that Plus, are part of a coven, which I think is something that we're going to learn 
later. That body is a straight up trap because the way it just showed up perfectly before her big uh, thing was just. Ooh, is that what you think? Yeah. Well, you think right. it's a trap? It's a trap. Yeah. I, I think they're just setting up a bunch of plots that are going to play out over the course of the episode. That's yeah. kind of my guess at this point, but maybe you're right. Yeah. Uh, you could be right, but I bet Alex is right. Uh, so uh, there's a witch hunter loose, potentially, in the future. Uh, um, and then we're back on the apple picking uh, scene. Uh, Harvey. Oh, so and cool. So uh, just to set this up. Uh, no, no, just to set this up, I should mention Pete and Justin are orchard experts. And while we were watching this I episode, talk proceeded, about trying to work past this. proceeded to criticize the height of the trees and no, the way they that's worked. Not, we're from apple country. Yeah. Okay. Motherfucker. From State New York, uh, my family, uh, like friends of my family, had an orchard. Like, we would go there all the time. We know but, apple trees, bro. Yeah. And like, let me just say, those trees in this show yeah. were blossoming and had apples on them. I that don't think so. Sense. I don't think that so. Doesn't make sense. They blossomed. That's they, where the apples come from, Not one of them Alex. was ever an apple tree. It they was, like, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. final tree at the end of the hay maze wasn't <laughs> was an apple tree. Was that, <laughs> there were green and red apples <laughs> on the same tree. It looked like it was, like, a straight-up different area of the country. It yeah. was like they went through a maze, and then it was, like, in a swamp land. Like, that tree would never be near an apple. I don't know what poor PAs had to tie all those apples to those trees. Oh, yeah, that but was rough. That was clearly... Uh, oh, but it, anyway, was, it was almost what, goofy. What I, yeah, it was. I, I liked it because I think it tied into the whole production design of the show. It was a beautiful looking oh, path beautiful. that they were walking it was along. Though. Clearly, no. clearly, the hay maze was enchanted. The center of it was weird and enchanted as well. It's all part of this magical world. And let me just say also, though, hay maze isn't, uh, corn maze is a thing. You don't have yeah, a hay maze. Anyway. It's too much hay. That's way yeah. too much work as well. Because Why would you the bail out and stack all the hay? Oh, yeah, that's a waste of hay. By the Alex, way, this is our world. You talk. You <laughs> talked about the bar mitzvah stuff. Yeah. That's your childhood. <laughs> I went through a hay maze and I became a man on the other side. <laughs> exactly, dude. You when you go through a corn maze and survive it in upstate New York, that's a real. I don't know if this is a place to talk about this or not. And this is like a little bit of a side to this, but I've been to that orchard you guys own, and it sucks. Wow. No, it is it is too factual. That's my problem. (laughs) Too much like a real orchard. Yeah, okay. You like fake shit. Yeah, Yeah. I went there and I was like, I want some magic. I want a hay maze that stretches on forever with scarecrows that try to kill me. And you're like, here's a fucking real apple. So Sabrina's evil goblin cat destroys the scarecrow, and she asks the cat for help, and then ignores the cat. She's like, should I pick this apple? And the cat goes, no. Not that one. And she picks it anyway. Doesn't even check it for worms. It takes a bite. Oh, it's got fucking maggots in it. This, <laughs> this is where it would really help if Salad was more of a sassy bitch and was like, mm, don't pick that apple, Sabrina. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely the thing we want in this no, show. No, but it was clear. She asked the cat for help, and the cat was like, no. Yeah, that's so- one tree you don't want the knowledge from. <laughs> <laughs> So she good, uh, very accurate. So she's going through the hay maze, which is where the a- the apple tree she needs to get to is on the other side. A scarecrow attacks her that is being um, puppeted by Madam Satan. Yeah, uh, Salem saves her ass. Hair still down. Hair still down. Uh, I like that. That was really actually scary at points, yeah. which yeah, I think was. is great. And, and I, the effects are very good. I actually yeah. really liked when they cut to Madam Satan and seeing her puppet. I thought was really yeah. well done. Yeah. Um, it was cool. And it's also an interesting motivation she has. The Madam Satan isn't trying to kill her when she's doing oh, that. She's what she's trying to do is stop her from getting whatever knowledge she's getting. Yeah. So there's clearly some sort of secret in Sabrina's background that both Madam Satan and actual Satan don't want her to have. And we don't know what that is yet. Yeah. Uh, excited to find out what that is. Well, we do get her vision um, when she does bite the apple. 
she drops it, it immediately has the goblin king of, comes out of the tree. Uh, a goat man comes out of the tree. Um, there's no, it's a, like a minotaur goat man with like I antlers. think that's Satan. That's, that's what a goat man. Yeah, that, that's I believe, Satan. I believe like that's, it is as well. Yeah, I mean, oh really? That, you think yeah. that's Satan? Well, that's Satan. The way that he's depicted in the comic, that's Satan. Yeah. And Satan also traditionally in mythology has that goat head, has the cloven hooves. Really? Uh, yeah. So I think that's literally Satan coming out of the tree. We also get to see witches hanging from the tree. This is yeah. something in the history. Of Greendale that we learned over the course of yeah, the episode. 13 witches. Yeah, that witches were hung back in the 1600s, but they kept the witch trials, they kept everything secret because they still wanted to practice and seem to have essentially taken over everything in the town. Yeah. Um, so what we're getting a tease from there, I think I'm not quite sure what the Satan popping out of the tree is about, yeah. but I do think we're going to delve more into what happened back into the 1600s and how that ties into both Sabrina's parents and what's happening today. And from, good. A, from a character perspective, I think it's also uh, playing on her anxieties about mm-hmm. becoming a witch, which she's about to go through a dark, dark baptism. The hung witches, like, why do I do this? All these people died. And then, that Satan comes out of the tree and is coming for her, and it feels like this date is bearing down on her, and she has to make a choice. And she luckily didn't swallow; she spit out the apple yeah. and smart that, yeah. immediately. Now that's why well, you always have to before you swallow a piece of apple, wait until you find out, so you're sure it's not a, a right, malamalus. Right, right. One, I do that all the time. I mean, you guys. Lived yeah, in orchards, so exactly. <laughs> you know born, about the Balabalas. I was born in the boughs of a red, <laughs> delicious tree. <laughs> These apples are delicious. As a matter of fact, they are. She said, <laughs> "Cool, <dude. laughs> naked ladies." Uh, it. Pete was yeah. just quoting. That looks like a red, disgusting <laughs> apple to me, Sabrina. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, cool. I like we're establishing this our characters. This is going to be something that's going to be fun every episode. To see <laughs> little like now, Sabrina saucy comes back to the take. house and she announced that she made a decision. What do you think her decision was off of? That I think vision? she was going. She was going to do it. She was like, "All right, I'll be a witch." Uh, but then I think meeting Mister a uh, couple. Levels below Satan. One God. level one below Satan. Oh, yeah. sorry. One. Yeah. Sorry, God. I don't want to take away so his power. So we need. Uh, well, hold on, let me answer the question too. I think she was going to say she wasn't going to sign mm. the book, and she comes in, and there's Faustus Blackwood. Right. Yeah. So Faustus Blackwood, he is the emissary of Satan on Earth. He is the head of the no, church. She was of happy night. when she came in. She was like, "Guys, I have news. Like, she has good news. I'm going to be a witch." No, but, but she just that had me a, insane. A She's going to be like, vision. no. She just had a horrifying vision. I think she, but was, she knew she had to battle this guy, and that the only way to be powerful enough was to sign up. I don't think so. I think she is. Uh, I made a choice. She's I'm learning about the it. evils of the world, and she wants to battle it. I don't All right. Well, we'll definitely find out more about that next episode. But we do meet Faustus Blackwood. Sabrina's aunt seemed terrified of him. Yeah, yeah. As it he's there, like they were being held hostage in that room. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And that's where we leave off. Is where Faustus Blackwood is going to try to convince her to join the Church of Night. So regardless of whatever decision she's come from, clearly there's a little crink in those plants right now. And also her familiar, who is this evil goblin, wouldn't come in the house. That's how badass this one level below Satan dude is. Great ending to the episode. For the end of our episode, I don't remember exactly how we phrased this. So we're going to do which witch reigns supreme. Yeah, yeah. Okay, which, so which? over the course of the episode, which witch reigns supreme? Pete, wh- who do you think was the MVP? Uh, it's your neighbor there, the lady you see all the time in Brooklyn. Madam uh, Satan. Madam Satan? Yeah. Yeah, why? Just because uh, she, down. yeah, her hair's down and she's not taking it anymore. All right. Uh, I, I, I liked her when she was controlling the... Uh, 
The Scarecrow. Scarecrow. That was pretty badass. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I'm going to say Ambrose. I love Ambrose even early going. Like I said, I think he hits the perfect tone for the show. There's a lot that I really enjoyed about this episode. But he embodies everything I want this show to be, and I'm very excited to watch him going forward. Uh, I liked, uh, really liked Hilda and Zelda. I feel like they really uh, set the table for uh, the whole series, and it's such it reminded me of like uh, Roald Dahl stories. Like it really, they really sort of hold the world in their hands. I think for the show, and I really like that. All right, guys, if you want to support this show and other shows we do, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Loft in New York. Come on by. We'll cast a spell on you with our comedic stylings. Oh, oh, that's fun. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Pete, what else do you want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Check as many apples as possible. (laughs) Check us out at comicbookclublive.com for the podcast and more. And we'll see you at Pete's Dark Baptism. (laughs) What? Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.